All right, guys, we're back. Another episode of the All Nets Are Off podcast. I'm Matt Wadley, again with Tom Eisenberg, recapping another week of the NBA. So, uh, Tom, let's start with the obvious Lakers versus Celtics game that just, just ended a little bit ago. Yeah, oh, man. That, was, that was such a good game. I, I was a little nervous because, uh, you know, obviously they lost two in a row. The Sixers game I'll throw out because... I mean, the Sixers are good, right? But losing to the Pistons really worried me, even without it. Wait, 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 wait. I think you have this backwards. I think you throw – first of all, AD didn't play in the Pistons game, and it was a really bad shooting night. Like, it happens. Like, that's the one that really doesn't matter, right? We're not going to see the Pistons, like, in the playoffs. Like, they're, it doesn't matter. The Sixers one really, really frustrated me because the team that scares me the most, matchup-wise, and then – the Lakers had like a really good shot to win, even though they like they were down like huge early on, and then they were down pretty big like in the fourth. And I kind of gave up on them. I was like, ah, I, I can't see them winning this. And they come back to take the lead, and it was like, oh my god. And then Tobias Harris is that game winner, and it's so deflating. And I mean, it doesn't concern me necessarily because the Lakers showed at the end that they're capable of pulling off a win over a team like that, even though they didn't win. Like they showed they had that kind of run in them. But the Pistons one is the one I'd throw out, personally. Yeah, I, I can see it both ways. I think I was really glad that they came back against the Sixers. But it's just like, I wish they would just come out of the gate and just, like, come out of the gate strong. But, I mean, I still think Vogel is doing weird stuff with the rotation. So, I mean, he did the same thing last year. I'm not really worried about it too much. But uh, let's talk about this uh, Lakers-Celtics game a little bit. What were your, what were your thoughts on it? Uh, I thought it was a great game for Anthony Davis specifically. His efficiency doesn't say that, right? He shot like 44% from the field, 11 for 25. But, you know, that, that's two made field goals off of over 50%. People get too uh, bent up over single game or small sample size efficiency percentages because it's usually like a couple shots difference between like over 50 and then like under 40. I thought he was really good. He was really aggressive, which I liked. He took 25 shots. And he only matched 25 shots one other time this season, and that was against the Spurs. Even against the Bulls, he only took 21 shots. Uh, the free throw shooting for him is still concerning. I thought that after like 15 games or so, that would come back into the 80s, and it hasn't. He's routinely missing, you know, two to four free throws a game. I don't really understand why. Maybe it'll come back. Uh, I thought he was really good defensively, too. The plus-minus doesn't tell the whole story. I don't know how he was a minus 10. Also... The Lakers finally didn't run. There's a lot of Lakers talk this today, but the Lakers finally didn't run the Keith, Harrell, Kuz, West Matthews, LeBron lineup, which is their worst lineup. It's horrible. <laughs> and they ran. They put Caruso and THT instead, and the lineup worked much better. So hopefully Fogel will take that information to good use and use it more later. Uh, also, this told me a lot about the Celtics, right? Like they're really good. I knew this beforehand. They're better than the record says. I think they're like eleven and eight or ten and eight, but. Uh, I should probably just check to make sure. Um, let's see. They are ten and eight now, but they're really good. Like Brown, Brown is legit. Like he's going to make the All Star game. He should, he should start the All Star game honestly, and he'll probably make an All NBA team. I think he's been better than Tatum this season. Uh, he wasn't better than Tatum tonight, but he's really awesome. And Kemba will we'll see if he he gets better. He hasn't looked great since he came back. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Vogel's rotations have been just so weird. I'm going to keep saying that. But, I mean, 
I trust Vogel because, I mean, I think he earned our trust last year. But I'm glad that THT played 22 minutes tonight. I think I think THT, yeah, I love THT because, like, he's an awesome player. But he needs – he deserves minutes, right? Especially over guys like Wes Matthews. No offense to Wes Matthews. He can still play at a decent level. But you need to play THT. He's just a matchup problem, you know? So having THT and then obviously Caruso is a huge part of this defense. I mean, there's a reason he started – at the end of the finals last year, because especially defensively, like, yeah, he's not going to score a lot of points. He doesn't need to score points, but his, his defense out there, I just love his defense and his energy. But, um, I really like what you said about Anthony Davis. I mean, it's obvious. It should be obvious, but this team needs Anthony Davis to be that aggressive guy every single night, you know? Yeah, he really should play like this more often. I mean, like the Lakers lost to the Pistons by 15, and they, it was the only double-digit loss, and like they only scored 92 points and allowed 107. Like the reason why that happened is because Anthony Davis wasn't there. I bet if Anthony Davis played that game, if he was all good, the Lakers win that game pretty handedly. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to see Harrell had a good night scoring. That's, that's a refreshing sign. I mean, Boston's so small, so Harrell, you know, he was with people at the same height at the center position, so. He got some nice easy buckets off of passes from THT, Schroeder, Caruso. Uh, that, was, that was a great game. The Lakers-Celtics games are usually pretty good. And yeah. uh, can't wait to see the next one, which will be in the second half of the season. Yeah, I was going to say, I I mean, you know, thinking about the playoffs, they're going to run probably nine guys. And, I mean, these nine guys are probably who Vogel's going to turn to in the playoffs. Maybe Matthews and Keith a little bit. but It depends on matchups, I think. Yeah. That's he, true. He's gonna play. He he's gonna play. Yeah, I think he's good. I think Wes is good too. I think it really just depends on the game, right? Yeah. And, uh, I trust Vogel that he knows what he's doing. He did this last year a lot. Right? He ran a lot of stupid rotations. People were like, "What are you doing? Why is this player in? Like, why why are you playing Rondo so much? Or who else was? Well, I don't remember. But a lot of stupid stuff like that. And come playoff time, right? Like he was like all business, and he ran good lineups, and it worked out. Yeah, I think uh, beginning of the year, too, like a lot of people were questioning why KCP was getting so much run. But KCP really came in like at the end of the year and earned the minutes. So, uh. Yeah, he's been pretty bad the past couple games. He's been uh, missing the whole team, honestly. Like we, I, I got to stop saying we, the Lakers, um, they they were shooting really well from three. Their first, you know, most of the season so far. And in the past couple games, they've been kind of cold. So a little bit of regression to the mean there. Um KCP mostly. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not too sure, but I trust Vogel, and I think you know, once it's playoff time, they're gonna hit that extra gear. I just wish they were hit it on a consistent basis. As a Lakers fan, it'd be good to see, right? I mean, yeah, like you always want your team to win every game. Yeah, uh, but it's not, it's not realistic. Yeah. Okay, I want to talk about the Jazz, right? We, we talked enough about the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jazz, they're on an 11-game win streak. They play Denver tomorrow. You think they're going to win that game? I really do think they're going to win that game. And uh, I read your article about the Jazz, which I love, by the way. I, you made some great points. Um, I This Jazz team is, like, honestly good, right? So it's I, – I like, at, at first I was like, it's not sustainable – but the more I watched them, like I watched their game against Dallas the other day, and that was without Donovan Mitchell, and this team looks good. Maybe not good enough to come out of the West because I don't see them beating either LA team necessarily. 
But they can cause problems to both the L.A. teams, right? So, I mean, I do like what the Jazz are putting out and the fact that they've won 11 straight. Um, Denver has been better than they started, but I think the Jazz get the, the 12th win in a row tomorrow. I think uh, – I actually kind of think differently about the Jazz. I think this – like, they had a streak like this last year against mostly bad teams. They're definitely better this year than last year. Like, the Jazz are a legit top – Three, yeah, I'll go three. I'm kind of, he- I'm even hesitant on putting them third. I think they're a legit top three team in the West. Um, they're not a title contender. When your best player is Rudy Gobert, you're just not a title contender unless you have like five Rudy Gobert level players. Um, they beat Dallas the other day by a lot, and a lot of that is good jazz, but also the Mavericks haven't been very good. Like right. they just lost to the Suns again. They're eight and eleven. They're the twelfth seed. They're behind OKC right now in the standings. Like. I don't know what's up in Dallas. Like they might, they might miss the play-in. Probably not. I, I would still bet on them making it. But they're like, I, I can't see them being a top six seed the way they've been playing. But back to Utah, right? Like they've been really good on both ends. I think they're top five in both at this point. Let me double check. Uh, but when I, when I wrote that article, they were uh, the third best defense and like the seventh best offense. And right now, they are. They're first in net rating now because the Lakers lost those two games in a row and the Bucks lost two games in a row. So they have the best net rating in the league with a plus eight and a half. Lakers and Bucks are right behind at plus eights each. And then they are fifth in offense and third in defense. So they're the only team that's top five in both right now. So that's pretty impressive. Last year there were three teams. No, two teams that were top five. No, three. The Bucks, Celtics, and Clippers were all top five in both. No, were the Bucks in it? Now I don't even remember. The Clippers and Celtics for sure were. So it's yeah. a pretty impressive mark. And their SRS of 8.4 is, like, legit. It's it's scary good. Like, only, like, finals teams have SRSs that good. It's a simple rating system. But, yeah, the the no superstar factor really kills it for me. Like, I just, I just can't believe you as a real title contender when you don't have a superstar. Yeah, I, I agree. That's why I, I don't see them beating either LA team. It's just... Not a team I want to see the Lakers face uh, in the playoffs. I mean, both LA teams can run five out, and then Rudy Gobert's defense is way less impactful. Like, right. if the Lakers run right, AD and LeBron at the four and five, who, I mean, is Gobert going to guard Davis? Like, he AD cooks him. And then the Clippers, they run Serge Ibaka at the five, and while Ibaka's not really a threat to, like, score like that, Rudy Sluss to go out there and guard him on the perimeter, you know, for the three-point shot. And then Kawhi and George can just eat up inside. The Jazz don't have very good defensive wings. Like Royce O'Neal, Ingles, like they're they're okay, but I just don't think they're quick enough to deal with Kawhi and PG. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to talk about another another Western Conference team. They've won five in a row, and uh, they're playing good basketball. Rockets. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, no I, surprise, right? And the roster's pretty good. The problem was James Harden. He's a really talented guy, but he was like not into it. And he brought the whole team down. And this happens a lot of times before a superstar gets traded, right? Like, when someone like, clearly doesn't want to be there, like, the energy goes down. Like, everyone kind of doesn't want to be there. So it makes sense how that now, not that, oh, my God, that now they're winning. Because they basically replaced him with Victor Oladipo. And he's really good. Like, Oladipo is playing better than Harden was. So, you know, you take away the chemistry issues, you throw that in, leads to success. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think they might be able to sneak in the playing tournament. Um, For sure. 
Yeah. I mean, especially like New Orleans, Minnesota, SAC, and OKC. Probably not, right? So Dallas is probably that 11th team. And yeah, I don't know what's going on in Dallas, but that's. I mean, I like that the Rockets wait, are. Wait, Dallas is your out team that's out for the West? No, 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 they're not my team that's out. I'm just saying they're the they're the team out of those bottom five that's going to be in there. I don't see them hanging around at the bottom. Yeah, no way. I think this. I think San Antonio is kind of overachieving right now. Oh, for and sure. They might be my pick to drop out. Honestly, though, it's tough. I feel like there's like a bunch of teams that could drop. I could see Dallas, Houston. San Antonio, Memphis, Portland. Like, I could see any of those teams really dropping out. Yeah, I... It has to be one of them. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I thought we could talk about uh, the Nets, right? Ever since they got hardened, right? They have the opposite effect. They got hardened, and they, was, they were 6-6 six and six before, and now they're 7-2. and two. So both teams have been doing a lot better after the trade, which makes sense, right? Because the Nets got better. They got a superstar. And then, and you know, for mostly for picks, and picks, you know, aren't helping them this year anyway. So that kind of makes sense. And that's have looked pretty good offensively, right? They score at an elite rate. They're going to be probably the best offense in the league by the time the season's over. But their defense still sucks, and so they still don't scare me. Yeah, I mean, we saw that coming, right? So it's going to be a surprise. Yeah. You know, uh, staying in the East, one team that. I'm starting to get worried about is the Miami Heat. They're six and twelve right now. I know they're missing a bunch of guys, and they've been missing a bunch of guys. But actually, they're seven and twelve. Okay, so they won yeah, seven they won. and twelve. I mean, are you concerned about Miami potentially missing the playoffs, or you think just these guys are going to come back and they're just going to string off a bunch of wins? I think they. The problem is they've been missing Jimmy Butler for a long time. They had so much COVID issues, mm-hmm. and so I'm blaming that. And even then. They're half a game out of the play-in right now, and they're a game and a half out of the eighth seed. Like, they're going to make the playoffs. I'm not worried. Okay. Yeah, I, Toronto's I, in the same spot, too, by the right. way. Yeah. I'm more worried about them than the Heat because they haven't had these COVID issues. Mm-hmm. I think that's more of a – they're in Tampa, and, like, they're not really used to this. I can imagine why that would be a struggle. Yeah, I, Toronto's uh, a concern, yeah, for sure. Um, st- staying in the East for a little bit. <laughs> the Hornets beat the Pacers, and then they beat the Bucks today, and LaMelo yeah. Ball had 37 points. Uh, yeah, Terry Rozier got hurt, and honestly, I think this Rozier injury, depending how long he's out, could be, in the end, long-term beneficial for the Hornets, because now LaMelo's going to get more run. And then maybe when Rozier comes back, if Lamelo's playing really well with this more play time, with more playing time, maybe he'll get to keep a starting spot, which I think needs to be done. Right? I know there's that thing about the defense and the turnovers, but the Hornets are bad. Like they're not terrible. They're not like some walkover team. They're not like the Wizards. Man, I can't believe how bad the Wizards are. But they're not that bad. But they're not a team that's like you're not going to do anything, right? You're not like a you're not a title. You're not the Warriors, right? Where if James Wiseman's like developing bad habits, you want to like. You want to curb that. Like, you can send them to the bench. Like, you can afford to do that stuff. You're the fucking Hornets. All right? <laughs> like, the, you're, all of your upside right now is LaMelo. So just play him. And he, he was really awesome today. Like, he he carried them to the win over the Bucks. Like, he was so good. He had 27 points. I think, did he have a triple-double or, like, almost a triple-double? He had 27, 5, and 9, and 4 steals. Only yeah. one turnover tonight, so. Yeah. Man, 
The bu- the Bucks have not looked nearly as good as last year. Like I think they're a better team this year than last year. Like I think because they're more top heavy. Like I think they have more playoff potential with Drew Holiday, but their depth isn't the same. Their defense hasn't been the same, and they're barely over five hundred right now at eleven and eight. Still the third seed in the East, though. The East has been very mid. Are you worried about the Bucks? No, I'm not worried about the Bucks. I think. You know, it, it's, I don't really know. It's just weird because some of these, like, really good teams are just, like, having mediocre starts so far. But I'm not worried about the Bucks. When it comes down to it, they're going to figure it out. And I just, their depth is concerning for sure. That's why I think maybe they hit the buyout market and add somebody there. Um, you know, when the buyout market comes, it's always kind of telling of. Uh, it's super hard to compete for the buyout market. I mean, yeah. When you have a contender in New York and two contenders in L.A., I don't know who on the bio market is going to want to go to the Bucks. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, you never know, right? I mean, yeah. Lakers are the Lakers going to cut somebody to get some guy on a buyout contract? Like, I, I'm not really too sure what they're going to do, right? Probably like, not, unless there's, like, a really good buyout guy. Yeah, I don't see the Lakers getting anybody. Maybe the Clippers and the Nets for sure need somebody. They just got Shumpert today. And Shumper, I mean, did he even play last year that much? So I don't know how much that's going to help them. I but. think that's a good pickup. for They need defense, like any kind of defense. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah and, and their bench is horrible. <laughs> so Iman Shumper, that's that's a low-risk, high-reward type signing. I, I always yeah. like those. I actually missed that. I had no idea to send Shumper. Wow, that's a, that's a good move. Yeah, I saw Shams tweeted out, and I was like, Shumper, interesting. And then uh, there's, of course, that rumor with JaVale McGee. Maybe going over there. And I think that's something they need is a backup center. DeAndre Jordan isn't, you know, he's he's okay. But once he comes out of the game, like, they need someone else. And McGee's not terrible, right? He did some good things for the Lakers last year. Yeah, he's not terrible. I mean, in the regular season especially, like, you can play him. He can play 15 minutes a game, and you'll 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 survive that. Like, it's not – there's way worse centers. Like, oh. Yeah. He's better than what the Nets have right now. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, you talked about James Wiseman. I just want to talk about it a little bit and get your opinion because Steve Kerr benched Wiseman and started Looney. Good and move, then by the way. Was, yeah, he said it was for uh, defensive purposes, right? Yeah. So, And then Wiseman scored 20 points in that same game, right? It was the same game? So maybe Timberwolves game? He scored 20 points against the Timberwolves. Was that the game that he came off the bench? I'm pretty sure that was the game. I'm honestly but, not sure. Do you like how... Uh, yeah, that was the game. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like how, you know, Kerr went with that and maybe he's trying to light a fire under Wiseman? Or? I don't think that's his purpose. I don't think that's his goal at all. I think Wiseman just cooked a terrible Timberwolves team. I think he was going to do that anyways. Yeah. I, I'm just... Like, you know, James Brego doing the same thing in Charlotte, like bringing ball along slowly and Kerr with Wiseman... The only thing is Kerr has a little bit of a more valid excuse because, like you said, the Warriors probably are going to make the playoffs. The Hornets maybe, but probably not end up making the playoffs. So, But I also, just... another factor here is when Wiseman's on the court with the Warriors, they're worse than when Looney is. When the Lamelo's on the court for the Hornets, they're better. That's the difference here. Yeah. You know, if Lamelo was playing bad, I wouldn't say start him, you know? He's playing right. good, right? Like, the mm-hmm. defense and turnovers thing, like, he's a rookie, you know? Like, it's kind of nitpicky. Mm-hmm. 
Like he's I, probably going to win Rookie of the Year. So I think it's kind of nitpicky to not start him over that. It's not like he's averaging five turnovers a game and shooting 30% from the field and not playing defense. Like, no, come on. Yeah, when I watch them and he's on the floor, they just look so much more fluid as a on both sides, to be yeah. honest. They just look like such a better team. So Also, it helps the marketability of the Hornets, right? I know that James Borrego doesn't care about that. But, like, the GM should care about Actually, should they? No, the owner would. The owner would tell. Maybe the owner would tell. <laughs> Michael Jordan would care. And he would tell James Borrego to play a little more. Okay. So, I think, I think I've already said this before. But the Wizards are definitely out, right? Like, I, I thought they were going to be a playoff team uh, pretty early. In, like, before the season. And even when they were, like, doing pretty bad early. Like, the first five, six games. I'm, I'm out. I'm officially out. Like, I'm done. I've been done for a, a little bit now, a couple weeks. Like, I don't care about the COVID stuff. Russ is washed. It's just Bradley Beal, and Scott Brooks is terrible. I'm out. I don't want to talk about them anymore. I'm just they're, they're, they suck. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have the same feeling. It, it's it's the most disappointing thing for me because when Westbrook got traded there, both of us said like, man, this Wizards team with Westbrook and Beal, this is awesome, right? But they're just been. They've just been bad, right? And then, you know, I feel bad for Bradley Beal to an extent. But at the same time, like, he chose to sign that extension there. And he could have tested the open market. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I have mixed feelings about Bradley Beal. I mean, maybe they trade him. But, I mean, who's even going to go out and trade all that to get Bradley Beal? Maybe somebody, right? Do you see, think Bradley Beal getting traded is, like, a possibility at all? If he requests a trade, yeah. I don't I the Wizards won't trade him if he doesn't request it. Right. Like, you know, he's one of the best players in the league. Some pe- people will want him and people will make their offers and the Wizards will take the best one. I think that's what's gonna happen if he does end up requesting a trade. But honestly, like people have been saying, Oh, Beal should request a trade, like the Wizards are terrible, he should request a trade. He could have been a free agent this summer. <laughs> he signed that stupid ass two year extension, and the minute he signed it, I was like, Oh, that's dumb. And look how dumb it looks now. It's so bad. Because now he has to be there for two more years on this disaster of a team. And it's all his fault. It's all his fault. He chose to do that. I don't understand why. Like, he was going to get the money. Like, are people really that afraid of career-ending injuries? Like, how often does that happen? Yeah, not very often. I mean, I I, I couldn't believe it then. And then now I'm like, uh, he, he did it to himself, right? Like He, he did. He really did. Yeah. He could have been out this year and tested the market in 2021. And, he's and everyone just... has cap space. He could have, like, joined the Heat. He could have joined the Lakers, maybe, if they would have. Like, he could have just so many teams that could have gotten him. And now it's like, oh, now it's going to have to be a trade if he wants to leave before 2023. Yeah, it's 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 weird. You know, uh, <laughs> the Pelicans somehow beat the Bucks, right? But then the Bucks lost to the Hornets. So, you know... I was I was like okay maybe the Pelicans are starting to figure it out but I'm not I'm still not you know too excited about the Pelicans right uh, they they still suck I mean they're, they're playing a little bit faster now the past couple games which I think has helped them that's why they beat the part of why they beat the Bucks and why they were early on beating the Rockets today but then they blew that and lost by double digits uh, also Lonzo and Bloods are shooting lights out from three that's most of the reason they beat the Bucks mm-hmm. I, the Pelicans they're they're just trash. Like, the roster is just horrible. David Griffin has done a really bad job. It's really funny when that... I see that quote all the time when he says, LeBron just isn't the same animal about winning anymore after the 2019 season when the Lakers were bad because LeBron and Ingram were hurt all season. 
Right. And then since then, right, David Griffin has made the Anthony Davis trade, which was like, which was the, the trade that he made was worse than the offer Dumps got a few months earlier. So that's not even, that's not impressive. Like trading the superstar that has to be traded. Like I'm not giving you any credit for that. And right. he drafted the obvious number one pick, Zion. And other than, you haven't done anything right else. Like nothing. Like signed JJ Redick, and he was pretty good last year. This year looks pretty washed. Signed and ex- traded and extended Stephen Adams. Terrible move. And then added nothing to the bench. The bench is so barren. I hate this Falcons team. It's built so poorly. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more, to be honest. So I know JJ Redick and Lonzo Ball. Apparently, teams are calling about them. I mean, obviously, the Pelicans probably going to trade Redick. both of them, right? Redick's I gone. I, Ball is more complicated because he's younger. He's restricted free agent. He might get moved, but his value is like a huge question mark to me. Like, yeah. I don't know who's going to want to trade for him. I don't know how much he's worth. I wouldn't touch him, honestly, because I really don't know what to make of what's been going on with him. He's always had, like, some weirdness around him, kind of like Markel Fultz. Mm-hmm. So I just wouldn't I wouldn't touch that. Reddick's gone. He's going to go to some pretty good team. One of those, like, 7 to 10 seeds, that's probably who's going to get him. Because, like, you know, those top teams, they can't really they can't really trade for him. They don't really have the salaries to match. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the Grizzlies got Riddick, you know? I don't know what they'd offer for that, but I haven't looked in the trade machine for it because, it, you know, it's J.J. Riddick. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, one more team in the East. You know, I've been watching a lot of the, the games this week, the last couple weeks, right? But I really like the Hawks. Like, I'm really liking what the Hawks are doing. Trey Young's, I mean, he dropped 41 points the other night. Like, he's getting back to his old ways, and Capella's been – terrific and that has been awesome yeah i i like you know i said at the beginning of the year but i like this hawks team you know how they're playing they're playing good basketball right yeah i mean they're the sixth seed right now 10 and 9 like they're a game back of the third seed so they've been playing a lot better as of late they had a a bad stretch there mostly trey young he had a bad stretch like he was doing real bad for a couple games but since then he's been awesome like if you look at his past Seven games, he's shooting 45% from the field and from three, 89% from the free throw line, averaging 33 and nine. Like, he's yeah. been terrific after a really poor, you know, four or five games where he just could not buy a basket. In the four games before that, he was shooting 29% from the field, averaging 13 points a game. So we knew that he would come back from that slump. And he's really, you know, he's come back from the slump and now he's fine. And the Hawks will be fine. You know, they're, they're going to be a first-round exit, but they'll be a fun playoff team. Yeah, and I'm going to be glad to see them in the playoffs, right? I mean, uh, you know, when I look in the East, there's so many teams because you have Miami and Toronto. Then you have Chicago. I'm going from the bottom up. I'm not going to talk about the Wizards or the Pistons because they're not going to make the playoffs, right? No, no way. Yeah, so then Miami, Toronto, Chicago, Orlando – Orlando's also not making the playoffs, by the way. They're, they're too injured. They're, they're fucked. They've been really yeah. bad as of late. They've won two of their last, like, 10 game or 12 games. Like, it's been really bad. I feel weird asking this because it seems like a dumb question, but do you think the Knicks might be able to sneak in the playoffs? No. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're hanging around right there, but, again, I just can't say that Miami and Toronto are going to miss it. Especially Miami, right? Miami's going to make the playoffs. Toronto, I have some questions about, but 
I'd bet money on them to make it just because of the fact that they're Toronto, right? I mean, so. here, let's think about this, right? So the Knicks are 9-11, Raptors are 7-12. and Do you think that the Knicks, or that the, the Knicks will be more than a game and a half better than the Raptors the rest of the way? No. Yeah. Do you think the Hornets? Probably. You're hesitating. Pro- I'm, I'm, I'm hesitating only because the Hornets have been playing better basketball and LaMelo Ball has, like, been getting more minutes. And just Toronto just looks so confusing. Like, I don't understand what's going on. I can't say in Toronto because they're not playing in Toronto, right? I can't understand what's going on with the Raptors. So, uh, Charlotte's the team out of New York, Orlando, and Chicago that I could see making it in over Toronto. But that's like, that's, I'm not confident in saying that. Yeah, I mean, the Raptors, like, they, they, were, doing, they were doing better. But now they've had some injuries. Lowry's missed a game. OG's missed a couple games, and now they've lost three in a row. They were they were right there, and they fell back a little bit. I think they're gonna be in there. I I just can't see the Raptors and the Heat not making the play-in, right? And if they're in the play-in, they're the two best teams in the play-in. So I think that they would, you know, then win against whoever their matchup is. Yeah, I do think Cleveland is probably gonna make the play-in tournament at least. I, I almost say they're a lock for the play-in if they're healthy. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be a top eight seed after it all, but I I just can't see them dropping below ten. Yeah, we talked about Cleveland last time, but you know, the more I watch them, the more the more I like to watch their games. Like they're a fun team to watch. Yeah, I mean, it, their record says they're only slightly better than like these other bottom teams, but with take away the top six teams in the East, and the Caps have been by far the best team overall. Yeah, like by far. So I think they probably had a really hard schedule. Like they faced some pretty tough teams, and they still beat the Nets twice. So that'll always be something to laugh at if you're not a Nets fan. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, they they gave the Lakers a run for their money, but LeBron went like crazy. Yeah, he had to go supernova for the Lakers to win that one. So honestly, that's almost like a Cavs win. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I. I hate to do it, but, you know, I do want to talk about LeBron just because, like, it just doesn't make sense. You know, it, at, at some point it doesn't because he's just playing at an incredible level still, even at this point. And he's played every game so far. So it's, you know, it's, it's incredible because, you know, Laker fans grew up watching Kobe and Kobe did his thing every single year, right? The end of his career, he got injured and, and whatnot, but... You know, LeBron's just bringing it every single night. And it's, I got to say, it's pretty awesome to see that he's just hasn't lost a step, right? Well, he's definitely lost a step or three. Yeah. But he's still elite because, right. like, his game is more than just athleticism, which is not what people thought, right? People wouldn't, he was, especially in his early Cavs days, people were like, oh, when athleticism falls off, LeBron's not going to be good anymore. But no, he's like a basketball genius. He's a really good passer. He's been a really good shooter this year too. And when you're like six foot nine with elite playmaking vision and finishing ability, like that doesn't really go away. I mean, the finishing kind of does, but you're still six nine, so it's still really hard to stop him at the rim. He gets foul calls, not as many as he should, but so he's still obviously he's still elite. It kind of, I mean, that's kind of a. A stupid same obviously still elite like people didn't expect him to be elite at this point but when you look at it you can kind of see why and it makes sense mm-hmm. but it is kind of weird to see someone who was in the league when Shaq was still on the Lakers 
and now he's better than he was back then. So that's wild. He's the MVP right now, but Embiid, Embiid's right there as well, I think. Well, one of them is the MVP. It's oh, yeah. tough because the Lakers are not the number one seed anymore. That shouldn't really matter, right? They're a game behind the Jazz, but it's, yeah. It's going to be tough for me to see someone win it who isn't Joel Embiid or LeBron James, but we'll see. Yeah, it's. I mean, if they keep playing at this level, it's going to be one of those two, so. Yeah. Although, honestly, the Nuggets, right, they're the fourth seed now, and so if they can, you know, stay in that range and Jokic keeps playing this way, maybe, maybe he has a chance if the Sixers fall off. Yeah, do you see the Sixers falling off a little bit? Uh, from the number one seed, they could. I mean, yeah. they're 10-1 at home, and they're 4-5 and five on the road. So that's kind of questionable. They've played more home games, so maybe when they start playing more road games, they'll start falling off a bit. Because even now, they're, they're barely ahead of the Nets. So we'll see. I mean, all it takes is like a one four-game skid, and then like the Sixers are they're going to be not in trouble, you know, but people are going to start questioning them again, be like, oh, this is the same old Sixers. <laughs> yeah, they play Portland uh, next Saturday. So I'm really curious to see. Is it in that... Portland? No, I mean not Portland. I meant Brooklyn. They oh, play Brooklyn. They play Brooklyn uh, next Saturday, at home. At home? Oh, okay. They won. Yeah. That this was like last year, right? Where the <laughs> the thing is, this year they're 500 on the road or just under. Last year they were just horrific on the road. It was super weird. They were like the best home team ever, like the worst road <laughs> team ever. This year they're like the best home team ever, but then like an okay road team. They're like the anti-Lakers, right? The Lakers are 11-2 and two on the road and then 4-4 four and four at home. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. That's really weird. Have you been voting for the All-Star starters? Because that opened up a couple days ago. Uh, I voted a little bit, but I got to get back into it and, and vote a little more. Who are, who are your 10 starters right now? Oh, man. Why are you going to put me on the spot? Yeah, I, I'm going to say it too. You know, for the West... I got to go LeBron, Paul George, Jokic, right? Okay. And then, man, I, I'm torn between, you know, the last two guys. Uh, I want to put Lillard in there. And then the last one, you know, <laughs> part of me wants to put Steph Curry because he's really been – Playing at a high level this year still. So that that's your te- that's your five for the West. Yeah, for the West. Yeah, I, I have the I have Curry as well, but then I have Luca instead of Dame. Uh, even though that honestly could kind of go either way. Luka, I think Luca's been pretty good, and I think like they're all gonna make it. So I just vote for the starters like players who I like more. So I pick Luca, and then for the front court. I'm surprised a lot of people are saying Paul George and, like, over Kawhi. And I know he's been, like, playing, like, really well. But, like, I just know I know Paul George is going to have the fall off. Like, he just is. Because yeah. he's not consistent like that. Um, I voted for Jokic and then uh, LeBron, duh. But instead of George, I actually put Anthony Davis. Even though Anthony Davis hasn't played as well as George or Kawhi. I, you know, like, I, I love Anthony Davis, and they're all going to make the All-Star game anyway. So I would just like to see him start. So I vote for him to start. And I'm sure a lot of Lakers fans are anyways. 
Right. Um, I'm curious to see who will end up starting. I wouldn't be surprised if AD isn't. It'll probably be, if I had to guess, the starters, it would be Curry, Luka, LeBron, Kawhi, and Jokic. That's what I would guess would be the starters. Yeah, that's probably that's probably what it would be, to be honest. Yeah. What do you got in the East? Uh, Embiid and Giannis, right? Yeah. And then I have AD. Kevin. AD, Giannis, Embiid, I think is like yeah. the obvious front court. And then I have Bradley Beal. Okay. And then I'm between Jalen Brown and Trey Young. But I think I'm leaning a little more towards Jalen Brown just because Trey Young had like a couple really bad games. So, and Jalen Brown's been really incredible. So I'm going to throw Jalen Brown in there. Yeah. I love Jalen Brown. Like, he went to Cal. Like, I go to Cal. Like, I'm always going to be a fan. I, I voted for him as well. Beal is tough, right? I've been voting for Beal, but like, the Wizards are so bad. But he's again, he's been playing so good. I feel bad. Like, I don't want him to miss the game. So, yeah, the backcourt is tough because really it could be like there's so many options, right? Like Jalen Brown, Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving's been like people are like not talking about it. He's been playing super well. Yeah, you know, he just missed a few games because you know who knows. But and Kyrie, Sexton like, too. Ah, I mean Sexton's been good, but like I, I yeah. wouldn't want him to start the All Star game. Not not over like Trey Young, right? Yeah. And then Harden, no. He was so bad on the Rockets, like, no, he doesn't deserve a start. But Kyrie's averaging, like, 28 a game on amazing shooting splits. 50-40-90. Yeah. No one's talking about how good Kyrie's been. It's all been KD, KD, KD. But Kyrie deserves some credit, too. Yeah. Kyrie was one of my guys that I was like, uh, you know, he deserves it, but it's hard for me to leave Beal or Brown off just because the years they've had. And Beal, I mean... Brown Brown has to be there. I feel like he... I kind of feel like he does. Like, he's just been so good. I agree. All right, what what else you got for me? Um, so the Pacers like they they were off they started off really well. They've kind of cooled off a bit. They're only five and five in their last ten games. You think they're gonna make it out of the first round? I don't think so, especially if they stay, you know, right around that four or five range, because they're gonna have a really tough first round matchup. Um, but again, it all depends who they play, but. Right now it's Boston, right? They they played Boston twice this season, and they won one, lost one. Both were really close. They won one off a Sabonis game winner, and then they lost one off a turnover for the same play for Sabonis. <laughs> so, yeah, I I don't I don't see them beating Boston in the first in like if they play in the first round, but I can see it going six or seven. Yeah. I think I think it's tough for Boston because Sabonis is so good and they have no interior presence at all. I mean, that's why Anthony Davis, you know, he scored pretty effortlessly today and he was taking like some more difficult shots than he had to. And Sabonis doesn't do that, right? Like he goes right to the rim. <laughs> so, I think I think he'd be a problem for them. But I also would probably pick Boston. I mean, I think their duo was just really good. Tatum and Brown, and they didn't have Kemba for those games. So if Kemba gets back to form, that's like another person for the Pacers to guard, and the Pacers don't have the perimeter defense for that. Yeah. But, I mean, I like what I've seen out of Indiana. They're, they're always one of those teams that's there, and they're just, you know, they're just there. They make the playoffs. They might win a series here or there. Yeah. Early in the season, right, I was like, oh, the Pacers, like, they've like really improved, like, Nate Bjorken? I don't know how to pronounce the last name. The new coach, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> 
he's really changed things for them. And then like now the they kind of feel like the same team. Like they're they're better, but like I don't know. Actually, they're probably a lot better because they don't have Oladipo now. Levert isn't playing. Warren isn't playing. Yeah, no, never mind. I I kind of maybe I'm sleeping. The Pacers are. I think they're better than the record says. I I don't know if I'd go as far to say to make the second round. I used to think that, right? Like, early in the season, I was like, man, I could really see this team going to the conference finals. And, I mean, I still could, but I definitely I wouldn't pick it. Yeah. Uh, their their coach's name, I think it's Bjorkren. Well, I was doing the coach of the year last week, and I was looking up his name, yeah. and I was like, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. So, I mean, it, it has a, a bunch of letters in there. I'll just, yeah, I'll just leave. I call him Coach Nate because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's easier to go by. <laughs> Uh, you know, speaking of coaches, do you think Scott Brooks has many more games left in Washington? I mean, if they haven't, they haven't fired him so far. So honestly, I think he's gonna make it the whole season. You think I, at this I don't point? Understand what... You know, at this point, are they just trying to get a top seed, and they just don't care what this season is? It's just a lost season. Um, I mean, I doubt it. They probably want to win because, again, right? They're only two and a half games out of the tenth seed, <laughs> so it's not inconceivable. You know, if the if their roster wasn't garbage, that they would make it right because they lost Thomas Bryant for the season too. Like they're just screwed, right? They don't have a center. Like Robin Lopez is not it. Alex Lem, like he got waived for a reason. So no, I don't see it. I I think Brooks should have been fired like eight games ago. Right. <laughs> That's all I got for you today. Unless you got anything else for me. Uh, well, there's one last thing. Mm-hmm. Pop quiz. Do you know the name offhand of the Oklahoma City Thunder head coach? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I definitely don't. I can, Neither I, do I. I, I saw some Twitter the other day. Someone was like, I bet you can't name, like, it wasn't to me, but they were like, I bet you can't name the head coach of the OKC. And I've never heard anyone talk about him. I don't even remember them hiring a new head coach to replace Billy Donovan. And I can't for the life of me tell you his name right now off the top of my head. Uh, I I was thinking about that a couple days ago, and I didn't want to look, and I was like, I'm drawing a huge blank on who their coach is. I know Silas is in Houston, right? I don't know who on earth is coaching Oklahoma City Thunder. His name is Mark Diagnalt. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah, so that's his that, name. That's why we don't know who he is. <laughs> I don't know how they're 8-10. and 10. Like, their roster is horrible. I still believe they have the worst roster in the league. They should be, like... 2-16, and 16, but they play so hard, and they're ruining their odds at a good pick for no reason. They're playing, yeah. they're playing too well. Like, yes. the coach, coach Mark's got to mess up these rotations. Like, stop it. Yeah, I don't know who this guy is, and uh, I don't know if Sam Presti is very happy because uh, maybe he is happy because he's a GM, so he wants to do well, but you figured they'd want, like, a top pick. In the draft, yeah, I bet I bet he's not happy with this. He probably wants OKC to tank. Yeah, I mean, he's winning I mean, all those picks, right? And then Houston, Houston winning all these games, he hates that. He has their pick. <laughs> Sam Presti is not having a good time right now. Yeah, the Thunder fans were saying tank for Cade Cunningham, and then now they're like, you know, they've won eight games, right? So right, I don't think they're very happy. Yeah, I'm glad you asked about the Thunderhead coach. Uh, I want to go do some research on this guy and figure out, you know, exactly where he's from. But that I don't remember, and I always pay attention to when coaches get hired, right? 
So I don't know. I must have just missed this one, or maybe I was like, I don't know who he Why? is. I don't remember seeing anything about that. <laughs> no, it, it's so weird because I have zero idea. Like, my memory is like really bad. Maybe, but I remember the the rest of the coaches. So it's it's really bizarre. I'm glad you asked that. Now I'm really curious who this guy is. Yeah, like I've I've never gone like 20 percent of the season and not known one of the coaches. <laughs> We're just like, wait, who's coaching this team? I just had no idea. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. I mean, hey, he's doing good enough to not be at the bottom of the West. So, I mean, the Timberwolves are bad, but still. Whoever I mean, he is. Even close to the bottom of the West. They're doing yeah. better than the Mavs. Yeah. So, good job, Coach Mark. Keep it up. I'm yeah. not going to try to pronounce her last name. It looks too complicated, so. Yeah, I think I think it's diagonal. I I can't. I mean, it's probably gonna be something really weird that I don't know. I haven't heard like any interviews, anything, like any media talk about him, so I don't know how to pronounce it. Like it's a struggle. It's a struggle when people don't talk. Like talk about the Pacers, please, so I can learn how to pronounce the coach name there. I don't want to call him Coach Nate. No, I I think it's Bjorkgren. I was watching the game the other day when they played the Hornets, and I think it's Bjorkgren. Yeah, that's really hard to say. And, Maybe uh, I should stop watching my games on mute. I watch some games on mute. I just don't like the commentators, right? Because they're they're always so biased for their team, right? Like every single one. So I just like having it mute. So I have an unbiased view of what's going on. Yeah, I agree. Or I try. You know, I'm still biased, yeah. but I don't want to have like the biased words in my ear while I'm watching it. Right. So, Coach Mark, this one's for you. Keep it up, and uh, we'll try to pronounce your name next week. Yeah, we should we should make. <laughs> The title is Todd today. <laughs> Who coaches OKC? <laughs> I think I'm going to go ask a Twitter poll and see uh, how many people know the name of the Thunderhead coach. It's probably not that many, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, uh, anyone who says that, they probably looked it up and lied. I don't believe anyone. If you're not a Thunder fan, I don't believe you know his name. Right. All right, that's all I got, Tom. Yep. All right, thanks again, everyone, for joining us on the All Nets Ralph podcast. We'll catch you next week to recap another week in the NBA. Thanks for checking in. Hey, everybody, this is Matt Wadley. And on behalf of myself and Tom Eisenberg, thanks for listening to the podcast. Follow us anywhere podcasts can be found, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Feel free to like, review, rate, subscribe. And stay tuned for a weekly episode recapping every single week in the NBA.